Our scripture reading this morning comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Follow along with me as I read. This is Paul writing to the, the churches in Corinth. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his incredible gift. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A young mother was trying to teach her daughter about generosity and giving. So on the way to church, she gave her daughter a quarter and a dollar bill. And she said, you can put one of them in the offering and you can keep one for yourself. So on the way home, she couldn't help but ask, what did you put in the offering today? Her daughter said, well, I was going to put the dollar in the plate, but right before the offering, the preacher said, God loves a cheerful giver, and I just thought I would be more cheerful if I gave the quarter and kept the dollar. Hopefully, we can move beyond that, that simple kind of what's best for me as we think about giving to God. What we give and how we give is like a proclamation of who we are and what we are. It tells people what matters most to us. It tells about our hopes and dreams and concerns for the world around us. It gives witness to God's work in our lives. Again, verse 7 from the scripture we, we read says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. You see, if our hearts have been blessed by a generous God, 
then our hearts will guide us to give generously as much as possible. And then our hearts will be reflected in our lives, in our living, and our giving. Our giving offers witness to God's blessing in our lives, and it also tells who we are and that we are living for our Lord and not so much for ourselves because we've been blessed by the living God. It tells about us. One day, a beggar by the roadside asked for charity from Alexander the Great. Now he knew he had no right to ask the emperor to help him in any way. He knew he had nothing deserving about him to make it okay to ask Alexander the Great for help, but he did it anyway. In response to that cry out for help, the emperor threw him several gold coins. A generous gift. One of his servants said to him, Sir, a few copper coins would have done more than enough to meet this beggar's need. Why give him gold? The emperor responds this way. Copper coins might suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit Alexander's giving. What suits your giving today? As a blessed and grateful child of God, what suits your giving? What reflects who you are and how you are? How is your thanksgiving to God reflected in the giving we get to do? Not we have to, the giving we get to do. You know, recently in our, in our Sunday school class that uh, has been meeting in my office, we've been working through the book entitled Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And one of the concepts that just keeps bouncing through my head because it's gotten my attention over and over again is this idea that we don't really have to search desperately for some unique place God might want us to serve we don't have to wander and see if we can find that place he suggests that we need to look for where God is already working and join that work of God that's already in motion that could mean with our serving with our living and with our giving, watching for where God is working and then jumping aboard that wave. Like a surfer catching a wave and riding it as long as it's available. He essentially says, jump in where God is already working and share in the blessing as you participate in the kingdom work God is already doing that includes how we live how we love how we give now 
I can tell you. I can see God working in all kinds of ways in and through this church. Because of who you are. And how you live out your faith in Christ. I don't have to look far at all to see lots of places here where God is working. Look around with an eye for seeing the Lord working and you'll see it too. God has given us the awesome privilege of participating in the work of his church by allowing us to give in grateful thanksgiving to the work of God. It's just one way to share in what God is doing as in the process we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the way you've blessed my life. I want to tell you unapologetically that I believe there is no better way to give thanks to God than giving to God through your church and the ministries to which we are connected in this church. If you go back and read the scripture again that we looked at a few minutes ago, read a little further in it when you have the chance, you'll see basically this is what Paul is saying. He talks about the people of God giving generously and that their generosity helps meet needs and the result is thanksgiving being expressed to God. It's a simple process. Actually, I see two kinds of generous giving discussed in this scripture. One, as I just mentioned, is expressing our thanks to God from grateful hearts, giving to participate in the work of the kingdom, giving generously out of love for the Lord so that we can honor our God. Two, Scripture talks about giving specifically to care for people in need, which we do in several ways through our church budget, which we do through support of various missions and ministries around the world as a church we care for multiple needs of all kinds of people and do so in the name of Jesus so by giving to your church our church you can know you're giving in both ways <clears throat> I can tell you that this church is full of generous people look around this church is full of generous people who love and serve God through the giving of their gifts. I hope you'll choose to be, or will continue to be, a part of expressing your thanks to God through giving to your church and the ministries we're a part of. Because you see, the more we give together, the more lives we can touch the more needs we can meet, the more ways we can proclaim the gospel of Christ, the more we can share the love of God with those who don't know it, the more parts of the world we can impact through partnering with missionaries and ministries around the world, the more we get to be the church as God designed it to be, and all of it as expressions of thanksgiving to God given for the glory of God. The primary call from our scripture today it's for us to express our thanks to God in giving. To show our thankfulness to God by sharing with His church and being involved in the ministries of His church. Now understand, 
This is not about paying bills. It's not about doing a religious duty. It's not about paying dues to an organization we belong to. This is a matter of spiritual health, a matter of spiritual growth. It's a matter of Christian discipline. It's a matter of an ongoing life as a maturing disciple of Jesus Christ. What does our giving say about us? Well, our giving should say we are thankful. It's a concrete way to say, thanks, God. You've blessed me so far beyond what I deserve. I just want to say thank you. Our giving should also say that we trust God and we're taking this step in obedience to demonstrate that trust. We trust God to use people and organizations and ministries of all kinds to use them effectively and powerfully to continue the work of the kingdom. And we get to be a part of it because we trust God enough to be obedient in our giving. Our giving should also say we want to be part of what God is already doing. We talked about that a little bit just a minute ago. God's already working. We don't have to figure out what God's going to do or where God's going to do it or how. We can look around and see, oh, wow, God's doing this marvelous ministry through this group of people. God's doing this through that group, and we're connected with them. And look what God's doing through that person. And we get to be a part of that. Our giving should say, I want to be a part of what God's doing. And finally, our giving should say we want to participate in works of God that are way bigger than what we could ever do ourselves. As United Methodists, a part of a worldwide body of believers, we are connected with all other United Methodists. And we get to be a part of ministries in every part of the world. Ministries that care for people in need that care for people who are hungry, who are in disaster situations, people who are in, in situations where their health needs to be cared for and protected, people who have never heard about the love of Christ. We're connected, and we can be a part of ministry in the name of Jesus around the world when we give to our church. I don't know how to go to parts of Africa or South America and do ministry by myself. I do know how to write checks and give money to my church that supports missions and missionaries who are doing ministry around the world. And I'm so excited to be a part of things so much bigger than just what I can do, so much bigger than just what this one church could do. So our giving ought to indicate we want to be a part of God's work in a much bigger way with the body of Christ than what we can do by ourselves. So, what does your giving say about you? What's your giving say about you? I encourage you, don't miss out on the opportunities God has for us to share in the work of the kingdom. 
all for the honor and glory of God. God is faithful. Let's express our thanks to God for that faithfulness. Let's imitate the faithfulness of God by trusting Him with our gifts as well as our lives, our service, our loving of others. And then watch. Watch God bless those gifts to change the world in the name of Jesus for the sake of our Lord. God can do far more with what we have than we can possibly do ourselves. What does your giving say about you? My hope, my prayer, is that our giving says we want to honor God, we want to participate in the work of God, and we want to do so cheerfully and thankfully. Would you pray with me? Lord, you have blessed us far beyond what we could ever imagine. Well beyond what we might ever deserve. You've blessed us. Most of us have more than enough. Way more than enough. We know that that's not only about us. That's about you and your desire to use us to share with and to care for others. You've equipped us to make a difference through our living and through our giving. So I pray, Lord, that we would be responsive to your call on our hearts and lives to live, to give, to love, to serve, in the name of our Lord Jesus, so that the kingdom of God grows, people come to experience Christ as Lord and Savior, lives are touched at the greatest point of need they may have. You give us the privilege of being part of it, God. Thank you so much. For the many ways you've blessed us. For the privilege you give us of sharing those blessings. We thank you. With our lives, with our gifts. We do that in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.